Yeah, hi Sandeep, how are you doing today? I'm well, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great, great. So uh, before we start uh, the discussion, let me set the context uh, and base of the session. So we'll be talking about uh, why is preventive health healthcare so much important in today's day and age, right? And today we have uh, Mr. Sandeep, who is co-founder uh, of Carebyte, right? So before we start today's discussion, I'm curious to know more about your journey. So if you can shed some light over there, it would be great. So how, how the journey of, uh, you know, Carebyte started and how it has been so far. Yeah, sure. So would you want a little bit of background about me, Mohit, first? Would that That'll help? be great. That'll be great. Awesome. So um, despite being born and brought up in the UK, um, I, I actually did my medical degree in India. So I graduated in India, in Manipal, right? Uh, and that's when I really started to understand the Indian healthcare system. Um, this, so this is back in between 2004 and 2010. Right? Okay. Now, Manipal is a private medical school and set up. Um, and because I'm used to the UK's government sort of healthcare system, what I want to do is understand how the government system runs in India. So I, I came back to Delhi, which is where my, my you know, my, my family's from really, yeah. Um, and I worked in a hospital called Hindura Hospital, which is a uh, very busy sort of government hospital in, in Kamaladagar in Delhi. And, and that was a humbling experience, you know, it made me really realize that what we have in the UK NHS is, um, is quite amazing, you know, for, for free, right? Um, in, in Hindura, I used to see in 60 bed wards, I used to see 120 patients, 150 patients on those beds, right? Um, came back across into the uh, NHS and um, did five years of clinical medicine here, um, where I did a master's in pediatrics and I did family medicine training from Oxford. Um, and during that journey as well, um, I helped build up my family's nursing home business um, during that time. And I started a startup which was solving communication problems in the NHS, which is partnered with British Telecom and uh, Samsung. But the real challenge that I, I, I see my globally is, um, you know, two out of seven people in the world live with chronic disease like diabetes, heart disease, uh, cancers, right? Um, and most of these are, are preventable, right? Um, but India alone, for example, is going to have another 100 million diabetics in the next nine to 10 years, according to the WHO, right? And we've got great treatment modalities when we get there. You know, you've got insulin, you've got um, great sort of uh, uh, methodologies to, to manage kidney diseases if they happen from complications of diabetes. And, and medical science has moved on a long way, but we're not asking the question, why are we gonna have another 100 million diabetics in India in the next nine to 10 years, right? Yeah. Um, so what that literally means is, you know, one in 10 people that you know, you and I know in India will have diabetes in the next nine to 10 years, right? Right. And that's quite scary, right? Yeah. So that, that's why Carebyte, really you know the, the fruition of care bite has started with that thought um another problem that we saw in the indian healthcare system is 
if you leave aside Ayushman Bharat, you know, those, those individuals that are covered by Ayushman Bharat in terms of insurance, then only 15% of the Indian population has any health insurance, right? And what that means is 55 million people go into poverty every year because not being able to pay out-of-pocket expenditure on, on healthcare. And of course, we saw a lot of that during COVID, right? You know, um, I saw some of the hospital bills that that came about due to, due to this, right? And um, it was mind-boggling numbers um, and people couldn't afford it, right? So I think getting a deeper penetration of health insurance is really, really critical um, to making sure that uh, we can we can deliver the next generation of healthcare to to individuals. Correct, correct. That's great. So you you uh, touched upon this a little bit, but however, I would like to understand, like you know, can you give me the mm. overview of the industry, like uh, what is the industry size and the healthcare market in India, and how mature is Indian market as compared to you know uh, we compare other markets in the world out there? Yeah, I, I mean, from a maturity perspective. I think the Indian healthcare system is just, just really kicking off, if I'm honest. And I combine not healthcare, just just healthcare, but healthcare and insurance. You know, I think it's just just starting off, and it's not very, very mature at all. Um, it's a very reactive sort of approach, and you know, and you see that in consumer behaviour, right? So only once they get a real problem do they approach the doctor or, or the clinician, right? Whereas if you, if you, you know, an example of that is, you know, as a doctor, you know, the, the kind of patients that I used to see, right, would have really advanced disease before they would even come to me, right? And by that advanced stage, there's nothing that we could really do as clinicians, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas in the Western countries, you know, actually that education level about actually when to see a doctor or when to see a healthcare professional, um, you know, they're, they're seeing them much earlier on in that journey. So actually some interventions can happen, you know, much, much earlier. Does that make sense? Right, right. So that's where you, you know, the timing of, uh, you know, identifying or, 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 you know, identifying the disease can, can do a lot of uh, great things, right, over the period of time. So now, you know, uh, again, that brings me to my next question. Like, what are the key driving factors for the industry in India, particularly? So some of the key driving factors uh, will, of course, be the insurance and getting the insurance sort of coverage across individuals, right? Um, and and some, so some of those payment mechanisms will become a lot easier. So you're getting cashless, sort of OPD, cashless, um, inpatient uh, insurances at the moment, right? Um, how they're marketed to the consumer. Um, at the moment, most of that 15% that are insured are insured through their employer, right? Yeah. Um, so if, if I'm working at Google, for example, then I've got a great health insurance um, that covers me as an employee benefit. But what happens when I move away from Google to, I don't know, Facebook in two years time? that health insurance doesn't move with me, right? So I think um, a lot of consumer um, sort of insights, uh, consumer sort of behavior will change around how, how you buy insurance, not just for yourself, but also for, um, for your family members, right? Um, 
you are, we are starting to see millennials who are much more proactive with their healthcare, right? So we are starting to see um, them following fitness coaches online, um, nutrition doctors, right? And we are starting to see behaviors towards a healthier sort of lifestyle, which we haven't really seen uh, in the Indian consumer before. Yeah, and I think COVID has exponentially increased that because it's not just about them, right? It's, it's also about um, their family members, you know, their, their loved ones, right? Yeah, we don't want our loved ones to go through those challenges that a lot of people had during COVID, right? Yeah. So I think due to some of these driving factors, we're starting to see actually how behaviors changing towards how can we prevent disease from happening in the first place? Because the vast majority that were affected by COVID, you know, who, who either unfortunately passed away or had some serious morbidity afterwards, right? Were, were those with diabetes or chronic diseases like heart disease? So, you know, uh, I believe uh, there are a lot of key challenges which a consumer is facing in, in the industry today, or if I talk about a common man, there are a lot of challenges that he or she faces in healthcare. So what, according to you, in your experience, are those major challenges that, that you know, are faced by people? Yeah, I, I think knowledge, knowledge is one, one key challenge, right? Um, understanding just about individuals' healthcare and well-being you know for example I, I just mentioned well-being right and that really isn't a thing in india you know mental health is a taboo in fact it's not even not a thing it's actually looked upon badly like if you have anxiety or if you have depression and most of us in this world will go through phases of anxiety phases of depression in our lives right but to talk about these things is, is a taboo, yeah? So a lot of education of society needs to happen uh, around this. Um, so these are some of the challenges. Um, other challenges are, again, behavioral changes. You know, um, healthcare takes a long time to show changes, right? So for example, um, one of the best ways to reduce your risk for diabetes or for chronic disease like high blood pressure is obviously to reduce uh, obesity, right? To reduce the weight. And, you know, there's many studies that have shown the correlation between weight loss and reduction in type two diabetes and, um, and uh, hypertension and heart diseases, right? But if somebody needs to reduce 10 kgs, that can be a painful journey of three months, six months, or even a year right? And to stay dedicated for those three months, six months, or a year, that, that, change, that takes a huge behavioral change in the mindset of the consumer, yeah? And what happens is maybe you'll do a crash diet, but after the crash diet, because your mindset hasn't changed, you'll fall back into your old habits. And 70% of people that go into these crash diets bounce back, yeah? Because that, that behavioral change at a very uh, primal level hasn't happened, right? Yeah, so these are some of the key challenges that not only exist in India, you know, that's just human nature, right? Yeah. Right. 
Um, so th th these are some of the biggest, biggest challenges that I, I think exist um, in changing India's healthcare. So, so I believe there might be certain steps that you, you as a firm or our carefight as a firm are taking in order to, you know, uh, eradicate this or, or to answer those questions. So can you uh, highlight those pointers? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what we're, what we're going in with, with Carebyte to the consumer is what they understand, okay? They understand that a doctor's appointment is, is you know, costs whatever, between 500 to 1,000 rupees at this day and age, roughly, in, in set cities like Bangalore or Delhi, right? Yeah. So what we're saying is you get unlimited access to these clinicians um, for a subscription fee, yeah? Um, and you get access to a fitness coach, a nutritionist, and a clinical psychologist, right? Along with specialist care if needed. Now, these people can quantify and understand, you know, because they can go on different apps and different products and add up the cost of these and, and, and they get it, yeah? But what we have that's unique is obviously a lot of the processes that underpin everything that we do if you think about us as a subscription service, right, then the more the user ends up utilizing our doctors and our teams, the less money we make, right, from, from that user, correct? So our incentive is that they shouldn't need to utilize our doctors or our specialists or, or, or our clinicians, right? Yeah. So the only way we can do that and survive as a business is if the processes that underpin this are around those behavioral changes and slowly nudging users towards um, making better choices in their lifestyle and making sure that we can reverse their risk factors for diabetes or for heart disease, et cetera. Because if that happens, then they won't need to use our doctors, right? Because they won't get ill. That, that's quite interesting model out there. So to be very honest, right? So now uh, that that brings me to my next question, like what are the key benefits? However, you touched upon this a little bit in your answers earlier, but what are the key benefits of a health concierge? The health concierge is, I guess, like your, your constant friend in terms of your healthcare, right? Um, like I said, healthcare can be a very challenging journey, you know, to, to see that impact and to stay militant and to stay and to create those behavioral changes. The health concierge is there to keep on motivating you on this journey, right? The health concierge is there as, um, as your kind of conduit and um, the hub and spokes to it all. So if you don't need to Google, you know, often we go and Google, for example, what are symptoms we're getting, you know, if we're getting a headache and a fever, we'll Google it. And of course, you know, on Google, you'll start getting, well, you've got, you've got cancer or you've got some, <laughs> some ridiculous condition, right? So the health concierge will be able to triage you properly and understand actually what might be going on and arrange an appointment with you with a specialist if needed or with a professional if needed, right? So they are almost like your, you know, the way I liken it is um, maybe a butler, right? but for healthcare, very specifically for healthcare. Right, right. So so I believe that, you know, uh, uh, 
people usually tend to google a lot of things and then they they end up uh you know guessing that okay oh this is this disease and it should go away in like two or three days but that really might not be the case right so that is where i believe it is very essential to take a professional help and you know the the person who who has a knowledge of this uh not 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 just a uh, google search can can you know give you the actual reason of why you are ill or so right so uh, that's that's quite great and uh, to to get that service on your fingertips is is what what actually a person is looking at right and i believe uh, carebyte has created that ecosystem in which you know uh, it it might be a one stop solution for all my needs uh, per se right even if i need uh, uh, just just i want to interact with doctor or 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 i need to you know book an appointment or how does it go if you can elaborate a bit on the process as well then i believe yeah absolutely so the concierge basically you know let let's say you know you've got a individual who's got fever and who's got this headache right and the concierge thinks actually you need to have an appointment with your gp right yeah the gp will do their assessment and they will feed back a plan to the concierge now this plan could involve possibly some blood tests or some diagnostics it could involve some medications possibly or actually it may not involve any of that but it might involve uh, a clinical psychology appointment or a, a um or a fitness and nutrition you know because some some food might not be agreeing with this individual right so the concierge can can navigate the individual around all of this you know so that the individual doesn't need to then go on to uh, a a pharmaceutical site to to get the medications or to book the lab tests you know so the concierge will make that journey in healthcare which is so fragmented you know we will have to the individual would have to go to five or six different places usually to get resolution of this um problem right but the concierge will make sure that that doesn't happen and then the concierge will arrange the follow ups and they'll check in with the individual um let's say they've been given medications so every day there'll be a check in from the concierge to make sure that the medication is is actually working or if it's not working then the concierge can flag that to the doctor before the time you know let's say they've been given the medication for a week and then to review but at day 3 if the medication is still not working then actually we can be a lot more proactive and and get them booked in again with the gp does that make sense so it's all about you know you can monitor in real time basis and and probably uh, uh, physically if i visit to a doctor let's say once then probably i have to set up a visit uh, after a week or so like you said right yeah. but during that weeks time nobody is actually monitoring how how those medications are going on right so exactly. that's that's where i like uh, really the the concierge can uh, basically uh come in and you know give the solution right so that's that's exactly. the interest and symptoms might change or um you know there might be some progress of the disease or of the condition and that can be all flagged back to our team who all are aware of what's going on with with the individual right okay. um so yeah that that's the key thing behind the concierge i'd say interesting so you you mentioned that you know you have been into this profession you you have uh, you know worked as a doctor as well in india right so so basically uh, in your experience how has the market evolved over the past couple of years yeah so i i think it's always been reactive you know the healthcare has always been reactive which which we talked about earlier right so what i mean by that is 
only when the consumer really, really feels they need a doctor, right? Um, and they need to be checked, only then will they get seen. Now, I think that that mindset is starting to change uh, at, to a much earlier sort of time scale that, that they're able to go and see the doctor much, much earlier. But also due to COVID, um, obviously the market has completely changed in the last two years because of technology. Yeah. So obviously telemedicine is kicking in now, right? Or has kicked in in a, in a very big way. Um, so that gives access to a lot more people a lot more easily. You know, now let's think not just in cities, you know, let's think out, out of cities, right? I know people that used to travel a very, very long way to just access doctors. But to do that, they would have to give up a day's work, right? To, to get access to these doctors. Now that was a question in their minds. Should I, should I do that? Because that's my income, you know? Um, and that was a challenge. But now with telemedicine, I think, you know, um, where the access to these clinicians and to the healthcare professionals is becoming a lot simpler. Um, I haven't really seen a movement towards uh, a proactive model and value-based model, which is what Carebyte's really bringing in, so that we actually actively try to keep the individual healthier because it's not in our interest to have them coming to see the GPs or, or the clinicians. And it's not in our interest to prescribe the medications or diagnostics because that's not how we make money. Yeah? We would rather save the individual money um, and um, we would rather save them from getting ill in the first place. So uh, now, uh, you know, where do you position yourself as a firm in, in the next three years, maybe, right? So you, you have uh, told me that, you know, COVID has played a pivotal role in bringing awareness about, you know, uh, health in, in a lot of individuals. So I'm sure, uh, you know, this trend is about to go, grow only, right? And people are uh, educating themselves and they are being health conscious nowadays, right? So where yeah. do you see yourself uh, or, or uh, Carebyte as a firm in the next three years? Yeah, I mean, in the next three years, um, we hope that we'd be serving uh, a big population, you know, in terms of our care and they'd be our members. But to us, it's not just about having those paying members. You know, we believe that public health and healthcare in general is a human right, yeah? Um, and we believe that any, any organization should be educating the population about healthcare and should be promoting good health. Um, so we, we'll have a couple of models, one for obviously people that want to utilize our services and want to become paying Carebyte members, that's great. But we'll also have a free model um, where, you know, they can still access our app and they can still access the content just to educate themselves, um, you know, which might include sort of uh, free fitness videos, which they can follow and, and work on, or free videos on uh, nutritious meals. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult to come up with meals that are within certain sort of um, calorific values and with the right sort of content, you know, especially with our Indian diets, right? And Indian palates, yeah. Um, and, and also we, we believe in trying to create that behavioral change. So you'll start to see um, us maybe bringing out some gamification in, in our app, 
where um, for staying healthier, they might get some rewards basically in, in our app, right? For staying healthier. And, and that's, you know, all for free, you know, that, that's where I see it because to us, it's about just promoting good health in general, right? It's not just about um, making revenue or, or being, you know, being a revenue generating business. It's how many lives can we touch and promote good health too? That's quite, quite motivating, I'm sure. So basically the thing that you are doing is pretty amazing. And I, I like the part where, you know, you say that, okay, there'll be a lot of content that users can, anyone can uh, see and they can consume it, right? Basically they can, they can educate themselves on different aspects of, uh, you know, these things, right? So that's, that's quite interesting. So uh, I believe uh, that's about it from my end, uh, Sandeep. It was a very lovely interaction. And, uh, you know, I personally like what you are doing and all the very really best for that. Appreciate it, Moya. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Thanks a lot.